Hello, I'm Sinead. And I'm Brian. Each week we introduce each other to a film that we love. If the other's not equally enamoured, it could mean the end of our 22-year relationship. Warning, there will be spoilers, swearing and undoubtedly arguments. This is Reasons to Dump You. How's it hanging, McFly? Hello. How are you? I'm all right, you know, not bad, not are you, bad. Are you pumped? Are you ready for my next choice? I've had a pretty jazzy day. Have you? I've had a jazzy day. A jazzy day. Been doing manly things, been fixing shit. Ah, you've been fixing bathroom lights, haven't you? <sighs> Just saying. How much do you reckon you saved today? <sighs> 250 quid. I think that might be a bit of an exaggeration, isn't it? Maybe. I reckon circa 60 quid, maybe. Wow, that's pretty good. Look, the bonus is you didn't electrocute yourself in the process. No, so. I didn't. Even though I did incorrectly wire it at one point, <laughs> so it was on all the time. But we're not worried about things like qualifications. We have YouTube. So you have to turn the light off at the main uh, switchboard. Okay. What's the problem with Don't that? Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's a minor. Problem. It's a feature. Exactly. It's a feature of the room. Anyway, yes. as much as the people will be enthralled by this, I don't think they tuned in for my DIY. That's tips. not what they came here for. They came here for my most excellent film choices. No. I've seen all the Bill and Deads. Uh, uh, I mean, any Keanu film we could just watch. Again and again. And over. As long as he's damp. And over. Yeah. I mean, preferably. <laughs> okay. Preferably if he's been caught in a thunderstorm. No. no, no, no. Come on now. This is serious business, Brian. Okay. I've got some clues as to my next choice. Good. As always, I shall be exceptional at these. Smash it out of the park. Okay, here we go. So this is a film that uh, I saw relatively recently. It's... However, um, it's from 1968. Oh. And there was a remake in 1990. Sorry, are we doing Please Sir again? Uh, No, we're not, no. I think that wasn't the year. That was 1968 and remade in 90. Or was it 69 and 92? Irrelevant, because that's not the film we're talking about today. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Same clues. Just saying, getting (sighs) lazy. Okay. The Wall Street Journal reported it to be the top grossing film in Europe in 1969. Oh, God. You look panicked. Yeah, I just... This is going to be some tripe about a folk singer, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) What? Some tripe about a folk singer? It's going to be something about... Oh, you... A woman dressed in something crocheted, singing about something. Do you know what? You could not be more wrong. Oh, good. Well, that's something. Let's move on. Um, and in 1999, it was added to the National Film Registry with other films deemed to be culturally, historically or aesthetic, aesthetically significant. How... It's an impressive sentence, isn't it? If you can say it. Well, yeah, I struggled a bit. Aesthetically, it's a weird word. Yes. Any idea what we're going to... I mean, I know you're never going to guess this, and I don't think you're going to be happy with what it is, but that's the whole point of this podcast, to introduce you to things that otherwise you would not watch. Let me guess. It's going to be something like... I don't know. Twat colour blit. Some nonsense like that. No, we are going to watch... Go on. Night of the Living Dead. Oh, why? Now, I know you're not a horror fan, but don't worry. I've seen this. I've vetted it. It is suitable for Brian Vision. Okay. You'll be all right. I mean, you know. Yeah. All right. I think you're going to be surprised. I think I'm going to be amazed. I think you're going to be really surprised when you see this. I'm up for it. I'm up for it. I'm being facetious for the hell of it. 
Mm -hmm. I'm up for it. Let's do this. I'm so excited. Okay, now you're being sarcastic. No. <laughs> We've gone from facetious to sarcastic. And none of it is aesthetically pleasing to me. Oh, <laughs> I like that. It's on BBC iPlayer. Oh, excellent. So I, it's free. I strongly encourage everyone out there to go and have a little look Sorry. at Night of the Living Dead. I take that back. It isn't free. It's part of your license. Exactly, fee. yes. We hope you're paying your license fee. And if you are, you can go to the iPlayer and watch Night of the Living Dead with us. Absolutely. And if you're not, you can go to the iPlayer and tick, I have a TV <laughs> license and watch it anyway. Worst security you've ever put in place. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know. I have a TV license, so I can say whatever. Like. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. I mean, I, I pay your TV license. Raise the but there house. We go. It's fine. <laughs> come, come on, go for it. I've only got one telly. I don't even have two. But most people, come on. Are you ready? We're going to go and watch Night of the Living Dead. I am ready, sister. Hopefully, it won't give you nightmares. <laughs> No, I don't think it will. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's we'll go. Back. Okay, we will be back in about, on this podcast, three to four seconds. <laughs> Enjoy. We're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> I don't know why I did that noise. They don't do that. They don't do that. Ghouls, flesh-eating ghouls do not, <laughs> like Casper the Friendly Ghost. Well, they should. Bit of warning. You think... <laughs> You think that would have been a nice addition to the film? Well, you know. No. No. You I don't know agree. what you're talking about, do I, you? No, clearly. I'm very excited about this. Good. I think it's an amazing coincidence that this has turned out to be episode 13 of the podcast. I would agree, yeah. That is a rather serendipity doodah. Isn't it? I feel like maybe in some sort of subconscious way, I tapped into the fact that we needed something disturbing. I agree. Um, and we definitely needed a horror film in here because... There's one thing I know for certain, you ain't going to be bringing one to the table. Oh, God, no. And yes. and I'll be honest, don't really consider that a horror. What? It's not really what? a horror. Oh, my God, what is wrong with horror you? Horror for me has to have ghosts. No. Yeah. Oh, my God, that is the most narrow view of a genre I've ever heard in my entire life. Do you want, If anyone is listening to this, you are going to have upset so many people with that comment. Well, I can't help that. I mean, if if a film has ghosts in, yeah. it can be a ghost story. It's a horror film. But a horror film does not, by definition, have to have ghosts in it. Well, then it's not a horror film. It's a kind of zombie slasher, sci-fi oh my. slasher. Right. This could be argued as a sci-fi. Do you know what? This could be argued for hours. So we're going to just put a pin in it and we're okay. going to move on because you've already... Let, actually, Write that do down. you know what? I need to make a note of that. Write that down. Thinks horror films are all... Well, they're not scary if they don't have ghosts. Oh, for goodness sake. You don't find this scary? scary. You don't find this disturbing? Oh, yeah, disturbing, yes. Oh, my God. I hope we're really not going to fall out. Right, that's one black mark against you. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Come on. I'm going to read you a synopsis. Please do. That I found from a a little website known as IMDb. Ah, yes. Feel free to put some uh, atmospheric music over the back of this. Personally, or would you like me to add it after? <laughs> well, I was thinking add it after. Okay. Because, <laughs> I mean... I was going to say, they can be awkward. As your ghost uh, impressions have already proved, there's not much range. Right. Synops- okay. Synopsis for Night of the Living Dead. A ragtag group of Pennsylvanians barricade themselves in an old farmhouse to remain safe from a horde of flesh-eating ghouls that are ravaging the east coast of the United States. Is there any reason why you put the kind of voice 
I kind of felt like it lent itself to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> this is like, you know, it's a film from 68. Right. It kind of, it, it was giving me that vibe. Do you know what? Great. Love it. <laughs> Best synopsis you've ever heard. Uh, absolutely. Whoever, I don't know who owns this IMDb Amazon thing. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, whoever's in control of all of that, give yourself a pat on the back. I'm not sure you earn much money. <laughs> So get yourself a coffee or something because, you know, I know it's probably money you haven't got. You're having to keep it all afloat. But it's a good job you, you good. gave them a shout out. Maybe that will help them maybe, boost their actually, revenue. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe now we'll become like serious influencers <laughs> for Amazon. <laughs> for Amazon, yeah. That's it. For the small company Amazon. Yeah. Um, okay, let's cut to the chase here. Yep. What did you think of Night of the Living Dead? What did I Apart think? Apart from bloody loving every moment of it. I absolutely adored it, yeah. Yes! I did. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I absolutely adored it. You you were onto a winner with me from the opening shot. Absolutely. It was done. It it kind of had that beautiful 1950s B-movie... Mm, aesthetic. Yes, good, that's the good word. word. That's a good word. Um, I loved all the opening titles. I loved the shots and the opening titles of the car driving around. I love the sort of, it, it already felt like a cult kind of B-movie Yeah. within the first couple of minutes. It was really nice as well. What I really, I wrote this down a couple of times, but okay, so I'll start with it. That almost all the shots in this film were done on sticks. So on a mm-hmm, tripod, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. pretty much every shot. Mm. So it was a really nice change. You know, now... Everything's there's a, yeah, everything has to move constantly. You know, even if you're watching, there's a particular sitcom where they sit at a bar and they slowly move the camera <laughs> left to right behind the bottles and slowly move it back. And you're just like, that doesn't need to move. Just leave it where where it is. And what I really like with these really strong still shots that told the story rather than they're just there because well, I'm the director and that's what I like or. You know, we have to give the DOP something because, like, he's brilliant. Yeah, I agree with you. It all felt that it was there to serve the story. Yeah, everything felt motivated. Yeah. Um, I think there was only one moment that I remembered the camera moving, like, in a in a kind of, like, oh, this looks really cool way. And that was when Barbara was uh, escaping and she was running mm-hmm. towards us. Yeah. And I feel like we were moving back with her. So I feel like the camera was like... Possibly, yeah. Sort of, yeah. But even then, it was sort of a very simple kind of dolly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. laying in the back of a car. And 100%. Car. 100%. You know, but it was all very much still... It was all very much sort of coverage shots, almost. Mm. Close-up, mixture of, you know, close-ups, mid-shots, long shots, wide shots. And it was just really nice. I really liked it. Mm. I, I didn't realise, I didn't sort of notice it till halfway through the film, but... I mean, I, okay, that's a lie. I noticed it with the driving things because usually, you know, with the exception of Kubrick, where I'm sorry, it was absolutely the right thing to do, would be 150 miles up in the air. Oh, in The Shining. Yeah, in The Shining. But, you know, even apart from these odd, amazing shots you get, they always have to try and show driving a car in a weird and funky way. Yeah. And I just loved that. Whereas, I love the fact that it was very standard. Yeah, because the opening to this is literally the car just drives mm. and we cut. From one part of the road, the car drives past yeah. next yeah. part of the road. Yeah. Um, okay, let me tell you a couple of things then about the film in terms of facts. Okay, Feels before you do, the other thing that was in the opening sequence that was brilliant throughout, and I don't know who did it, and you might have found out, was the music. 
do you know what? I haven't actually got much about the music. I adored it. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of time now, oh, well, people put music all the way through because mm. it doesn't help. The music and the sound effects mm. in this were amazing. There's a couple of times when they weren't. The dialogue, unfortunately, was disastrous in places. Are you serious? In terms of the recording of it. Oh, goodness me. Okay. I no, thought no, you I'm meant talking like, about just the, the sound department. No, the script's great. Oh, okay. But, you know, you've got your main guy talking. You're like, I can't really hear him because obviously the microphone was mm. too far away. Mm. And, but anyway, I'll talk about that later. I agree with you about the music. Unfortunately, yeah. I haven't got any facts about okay. the music apart from the fact that I agree that it was very good. Mm. So you can go and research that yourself. Cool. <laughs> All right. Um, what I do know is that... Um, this had a budget of around, ended up with a budget of around one hundred and fourteen thousand wow, okay. dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that was because they ended up getting given extra money because yeah. they originally started it with around six k. Wow. And they each put six hundred pounds in, six hundred dollars. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and got six k, and then they got funding from elsewhere. Amazing. Um, and bumped it up. And it ended up grossing around 30 million. That's amazing. Which is amazing. It was shot um, on 35 mil. Um, and he chose black and white. Oh, we did. I was going to ask that. Yeah, I believe mm. so. Um, so obviously this is George Romero. Yeah, um, obviously. We all know him as the, the classic go-to horror guy who, you know, spawned all these amazing horror directors we have now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know all about that. <laughs> you know all about the horror things. Um, but what I thought was interesting um, was when, after they'd made the film, yeah, they needed to get it released, and yeah. they were struggling to get it released because yeah. of, of, for obvious reasons, yeah. in 68, it's rather uh, shocking. Um, when they eventually did find a distributor, Walter Reed organization. Right. They changed Walter Reed changed the title. Okay. So um, I think at that point it was Night of the Flesh Eaters. Oh, okay. And they changed the title to Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, it makes sense. In doing so, they accidentally deleted the copyright notice from the beginning of the film. Oh. So this film entered the American public domain um, straight away, basically after the premiere. Because there was no copyright notice on the front of it. So how did it make so it's, million? So it's in the public domain. Well, I don't really understand. Maybe somebody with legal knowledge can explain it all to me. But they still made money off it. It's just not copyrighted in that way. Right, okay. So um, obviously I think we all know we're pretty popular with lawyers and <laughs> that's probably because of our own extensive legal team. <laughs> if you guys have any idea about that, I don't know if anyone... I mean, we could check with our own legal team, but we feel they're very busy with other well, important very, things. Yeah, they're very expensive and they have got an aggressive suit against another podcast currently. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if anyone knows, give us a shout. I thought that was really interesting, though. That's really interesting, yeah. Um, so you'll you'll find you can get watch this film anywhere, anywhere online. It's all over the place. Right. E- even when I was researching it, it's actually embedded in Wikipedia. Oh, wow. Because they bloody messed up. <laughs> Um, but maybe that that aided it in some way. Maybe that's gone on to help it become well, yeah. such a cult classic. Yeah, because it happens now, doesn't it, with films? They claim that if you do get um, ripped off, you mm. know, uh, what's the word, torrented and stuff. Oh, yeah. It can actually help you because then people, people watch a it. shitty version and go, okay. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, now 
even torrent sites do phenomenal versions of everything. Yeah, and, so you're not getting a kind yeah, of... Uh, but, uh, yeah, but when it first started, people would watch a dodgy copy and yeah. it'd be like, well, actually, I really like that. I'm yeah. going to get the proper copy, so... Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Anyway, back to the film. Yes. Because this that's that's what it's all about, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I mean, who's not going to love a film with the tagline, if it doesn't scare you, you're already dead? Yeah. What about that for a I tagline? Mean, yeah, I think everything... I think everything about it kind of... It felt like a really good romp of... Mm. No, but like in terms of... It was just pure bloody entertainment, you know? Yeah. And... Everything, even the way they didn't introduce anyone, even the way there's callback stories to people. You didn't need it, did you? No, you never felt like you were missing it. And it was everything trimmed out, sometimes a bit too savagely. But it was, yeah, I thought it was bloody brilliant. I loved it. Oh, this is, so happy, this yeah. is great. This is great. I mean, you've annoyed me about your uh, definition of the horror genre, but the rest is great. So we get Barbara and Johnny, brother and sister. Cool cats, man. Oh, oh, right, they are cool cats. Did you like his glasses? I loved his glasses. Yeah, I knew you would. I loved the pens in his pocket more. Oh, I was worried about ink stainage, though. I yeah. thought you quite often forget to put the lid on your pen or to click it shut. I noticed. So I feel like you, if you had them in your top pocket like that, it would be quite Terrible. a... Yeah. Well, I don't think, you know, there's no I... amount of personal that's getting that out. I don't think my Mont Blanc leaks. <laughs> Mont Blanc. <laughs> I don't think my Bic from WH Smith. <laughs> so, um, the other thing, so they were, they, they arrive at the graveyard yeah. and the radio's not working properly and he yes. kind of has a fiddle it with comes it. On, yeah. And I thought it was quite funny because when he leans forward to fiddle with it, you see the name Pontiac written. So okay. it's obviously, the car is obviously a Pontiac. Yeah. Um, and I just thought that would be good if that was early product placement. Oh, it'd be amazing. I mean, it's obviously not. No, they probably much more were worried that they had the word Pontiac in it and yeah. <laughs> they were going to get done for it. Um, so Barbara and Johnny go off to their father's grave to lay a wreath. Yes. And there's some weird guy kind of like staggering around in the background. Yeah, so, yeah. So one of my downsides of this film okay. was the exemplary performance of the lovely Barbara. Barbara? She was fucking awful. Are you serious? She was really bad. I'm going to ask you that a lot over the course of this podcast. We'll just acknowledge that you're being serious and move on. Well, I'm really scared, Johnny. Oh, you're scared again, you, Johnny. She was awful. Come I mean, on. I didn't think she was awful. Okay, well, anyway. So, I did. So he's, he says there's a storm coming, they're there, they're laying the wreath. They have some big thing about why can't mum come, she wants us to come. So they didn't even want to go, right? No, they did not want to go. Yeah, they're not interested. Johnny definitely out. did not want Johnny to be there. Johnny had no interest, he was too cool. He was being quite kind of cynical and unpleasant about the whole thing. And yeah. then he does the, they're coming to get you, Barbara, just yeah, try yeah. and freak her out. It's yeah. just like, oh, don't be a git. Yeah. And then some poor guy who basically looks like someone who hangs around morning Crescent Tube Station... <laughs> comes wandering over and he's like runs off and leaves his sister to do it. Oh here he is. Yeah, but he does it in a jokey way, doesn't he? He's like, ah I don't know. I'm not sure you'd take it as a joke. If we were outside Monitoring Crescent Tube and one of those lovely people came over and I went, there he is and ran off. <laughs> well, yeah, slightly different environment, but okay. Okay. So I mean, you have to allow me to have some downside. It doesn't mean it's going to be a bad score, you know. No, I just didn't think that that was... I thought that was actually quite well done. Seeing it again, I thought that bit was quite well done. He was good, but I just thought she was awful. 
She was awful the whole way through it. <gasps> well, she had a very difficult role, didn't she? Because she had to play this kind of uh, woman in a state of shock, not really dealing with what's going on around her. She wasn't given much to work with, was she? No, to be fair, she was probably, her direction was probably, look shocked. Yeah, exactly. And then they walked off. Yeah. But, you know, yes. In, so... Earlier, I told you this film was remade in 1990. Apparently, in the 1990 version, yes. she, she's a lot more um, involved. She's a lot more active. She's still alive in 1990. She must have been the, older. <laughs> I think you know I mean the character as opposed to the actress, Brian. <laughs> the character of Barbara is a lot more uh, action and a lot more in control. Apparently, I haven't seen the 90s version, but I feel we should because it has the Candyman in it. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, then we're going to watch it. So I feel like we should watch but, it. Um, yeah, so she's running away from this guy at the beginning. So it's a very quick setup. I really like it. Mm, she's running straight away in. from him. Again, like, then he comes over and just starts to attack her as slowly as anyone can be attacked. I mean, he's a ghoul. I know. But this is what I love about zombies. <laughs> They're so slow. You're just like, what are you worried? Yeah, just push him over and just yeah, walk away. Go upstairs. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he starts to attack her. And in fairness, Johnny turns around and goes, don't you attack my sister? And leaps in. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I don't know how he's overpowered. Well, they sort of wrestle and the zombie throws him and he, hit, he I think he hits he his, his head, head off a... Tombstone. Mm. I wonder, was that the dad's tombstone? Ooh, would have been genius. That would have been a nice... Been. Well, do you know what? Let's say it was. So where used did to you... tell us it wasn't. Sorry, surely your research found that out. I mean, you can't research every little detail, Brian. True. True. Sorry. So, um... Yeah, and I'm, I, again, like, I'm really loving the uh, close-ups, the angles. Exactly, lots of op- yeah, strange angles. Yeah, weird angles and close-ups, which make it all seem very tense. The music is brilliant. Mm. Their use of foley in this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go and do the world's slowest getaway. So she jumps in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they start banging, or he starts banging on the window and going, fucking ape shit. And actually, he reminded me a little bit of uh, the guy who cleans the windscreen as you're turning onto <laughs> Baker Street. Because he, he squirts a load of fairy liquid on your car, wipes it off, and then starts hammering on your driver's side. And you're like, I didn't ask you to do that. It's very similar. And you can't drive away quickly. You have to go slowly because it's Baker Street. So he could almost follow you. Where's my money? But anyway, so she pulls away. And then it's like, there you go. And she's rolling downhill really at like half a mile an yeah. hour. And still outstripping... The, the zombie, which is great. Um, and I just thought, you know, eventually she crashes and sees she crashes the house and, and she heads off on foot, yeah. And I just thought that whole thing, considering very little happens, considering this very little action, really, I thought it was done really well. Mm. I, thought I thought it was done really well. The sound and the, the music really helped it. I think if you watch that film without music, you'd yeah. be like, Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's the culmination of everything together that makes it work. And I agree with you. I love the fact that it, you know, immediately jumps into it and you're kind of, um, yeah, you're not given any rationalisation for any of this. You don't really know what's going on. Yeah, why the hell has this guy turned up? What the fuck's going on? Yeah. Low, weird angles. You know something's very wrong, but you can't work out what. It's very odd. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Um, Johnny was played by producer Russell Striner. Uh, everybody was doing everything in this film. Good. It's a proper guerrilla indie. Well, that's what I love about it. Yeah, I think exactly. It just had that feel to it. Yeah. It really did have the feel to it that everybody. Everybody was... just pitched in. Yeah, and did it to it. Anyway. So they get to the house. So yeah, she gets to the house. She eventually gets in because he's made up a lot of ground. This zombie, because he didn't know how slow he is. 
Well, I think he's kind of taken a bit of a shortcut, I feel. He's kind of staggering across a field and I feel like he knows where he's going. Ah, okay. He's probably very local to the area. Of course. Because... They know all the shortcuts. It, exactly. She's at, from out of town. They've driven six six hours or something to get to the ground. Yeah, like a, a ridiculous amount of yeah. time. It's just like, just tell mum you've gone. I yeah. mean, well, I yeah. mean that's brutal for my father's grave, but you know what I mean. Yeah. No, it's true though. You you could, you just said, yeah, we did yeah, it. Yeah, we did it, mum. Yeah, Don't worry about down it. The pub. I think that says a lot about us, Brian. Unfortunately. And then... She gets inside the house and it's abandoned. Yeah. yeah. Or, it so, appe- or appears to be abandoned. Yeah, and she's walking around with her knife. She finds a knife. And then they do a little, I think, head nod to Psycho with the stuffed animals on the wall, completely unnecessary. Oh, yeah, they do close-ups of these stuffed yeah. animal heads. They're up on the wall, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. very much like in Psycho and yeah, other yeah, yeah. thing. And I thought, oh, I wonder if that is a little nod of the head to it. Yeah, it could be. Because it's black and white as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a good point. Know. And you don't see them again, really. Um, and the other fella's outside, and she tries the phone. She finds the phone and tries the phone. Very sensible. And the sound on it. Amazing, like really loud, really mm. over the top. There's clearly no sort of sound mm, of the other. Oh, yeah. So well done. Mm. I was really impressed with that. Um, and then, like, even more guys rock up then. More guys, more ghouls. Well, okay, but they're all male at that point. <laughs> no, no, so... no, but I mean, I didn't mean like they're all male. I just meant like de- no, no. dead people, not yeah, like yeah, people, yeah, yeah. not like yeah. alive people. And there's like, just, I wrote, love zombies. They're just <laughs> everywhere. They're just... Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I would imagine they like to move in packs. Mm. Mm. And that point, she goes, oh, I'm going to go upstairs. Because you would. Naturally. Right? They can't go upstairs. Look at how speed they go. Yeah, I could easily exactly. just push them back. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. No problem. Unfortunately, top of the stairs, someone with a half-eaten face. Oh, nice. That was cool. That's man. not going to help Barbara, is it? She's no. already in a state. That was cool. That was really cool. And yeah. she stumbles down the stairs. The door bursts open. And in comes... Da, 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 da. Ben. Worst name for a good guy ever, isn't it, really? Ben. Ben, it's a bit, yeah. bit naff. It is a bit naff. I mean, he was brilliant. Yes. But a bit naff. Mr. Dwayne Jones. Yeah. And to have a black guy as your lead hero in a film in 1969. I'm sure people can point out loads of them, but to me it felt really strong. And it was just brilliant because it wasn't brought up. Exactly. It wasn't mentioned, the fact that he was black. It wasn't mentioned that he was black, no. It was it was amazing. I thought it was brilliant. I think there's commentary in it about society that I clearly don't understand. Or I'd like to think there's really clever commentary in it in terms of the whole process, especially the end shots, and we'll talk about them later. But yeah. that I've missed, that I I've not missed, but I don't get. I think. But it was brilliant. I mean, you're totally right. The, there is a level of social commentary in this. I think because we don't know enough about. American politics and America at the time, yeah. I think we would need to read about to understand more. But there are countless essays and countless things about this film yeah. and the level of social commentary and the political statements and the racial statements that it yeah. makes. Yeah. Um, I thought it was quite interesting. I completely agree with you about um, Dwayne Jones, who played Ben. Yeah. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. And the fact that, yeah, he the, a black lead actor um, in a film... He wasn't... Romero has said that he did not cast a black man deliberately. Yeah. That he cast him because he was the best... Yeah, for the role. ...actor for the role. Um, And that, you know, he didn't do it with a sense of intention sort of behind him. Um, Which I think is quite an honest 
thing to That's say really because you could easily jump on the bandwagon and kind of go, yeah, yeah, I did this, you yeah, know, exactly yeah, kind yeah, of for yeah, this reason. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought his performance was, it was brilliant. Outstanding. Absolutely mm. outstanding. Um, and I loved his cardigan. I've wrote that now. See, fashion tips and yeah. terror. That's I what know. I give you. That's what I give you, Brian. Absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, and then I think that's that point where she decides, oh, good, someone's here to save me. She goes into full shock. She goes into full sort of... Full tilt. Shutdown shock. mode. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, well, yeah, because he arrives, he takes action, he's level-headed, he's practical. Um, you know, he yeah, he does kind of take control and yeah. she just... Well, yeah, because, I mean, he's got a lot collapses. to deal with. She's going mental. They're smashing the shit up out of his car. Oh, the, outside the pools, they are yeah, they're loving smashing it. his car to bits, which we find out he pulled in later to get petrol or gas. But because I did think when they were smashing up his car, well, why did you come to the house? When yeah, he, need, he needed but, gasoline. Yeah. Um, and again, it was loads of crazy angles. It was all kind of weird shots and crazy angles. Really unsettling, I think. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was done really well. Yeah. A lot of close-ups and stuff. And then he just decides, oh, I've had enough of this. So he goes outside and he kills three of them with a, a with tire, a tire iron. iron. Yeah, brilliant. No mercy. <laughs> just goes out and just bludgeons them. Well, you know, it's dog eat dog, isn't it? Cobra guy, I thought. Yeah, exactly. No, no mercy. mercy. None at all. Well, you know, uh, the one thing I will say... I think I saw him sweep a leg. <laughs> the one thing I'll say about Chris, he's not going to eat your face. No. Whatever he may do, I'm pretty sure he's not going to eat your face. The one with the long hair tied back, he would. Oh, yeah. Yeah, creepy. Anyway, so yeah, so... Yeah, he takes a tire iron and yeah. lays waste to as many yeah. as he can. and he beats as many of them to death as he can. Um, and I thought it was quite interesting because then they start... Like, at this point, he's boarding everything up. He's doing everything. And again, it felt like the birds because they're outside. Mm. Dun, 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 and mm. I thought, I wonder, mm. again, if there's like, another nod of the head mm. to another film. And I'm not sure when the birds were made, but I think it wasn't long before this. Because he even lit the fire. At one point. Yeah, it probably wasn't. You know, it was all like this just noise on the outside. Yeah, It was really clever. Very claustrophobic, this kind of idea of Benjamin. I also thought, because he's in the kitchen and he's looking for things to board up the windows and the doors and everything. Yeah. And he goes through a toolbox and I thought, well, this is is quite apt. Look at all those screws. Uh, And what had we been looking for the day before? Yeah. Screws. I know. If we had been in that house, we could have fought off the ghouls. Yeah. Found the screws, come back, fix the light. I know. Wouldn't have cost us a penny. Wouldn't have cost us £1.80 or however much we went and spent in home base. I know. And it's also a good example, £3.50. It's also a good example. For the screws? Yeah. They were more expensive than the light switch. Are you serious? Yeah. Again, are you serious? Not (laughs) worth people tuned in. Um, But again, that brought up a thing. If you're going to attach wood to the back of a window to stop people getting in, Mm. hammer, not going to do it. A nail knocks in, push the wood, the the nail will come out and needs to be screwed in. So he really should have got himself a 12-volt hammered cordless drill, um, some screws and a bit better wood. Even though he seemed to find a lot of planks of wood under the kitchen unit. Bit weird. Oh, I think he was just ripping out the, what do you call those? Kickboards. Kickboards, yeah. Yeah, They were like two by four kickboards. They were pretty industrial kickboards. I'm just saying, I know my woods. Well, it was a good job he did because he sent her off to find some wood. She came back from the yeah, from the front room with like these two little bits of this, like chopsticks, love. What's he going to do with those? I know, that was brilliant. I mean, that was pointless. Um, and then there was, was that the bit with the music box when um, she was walking around? I think the music, yeah. No, that might have been just after. Anyway, yeah. I mean, that was incredible as well. And we'll talk about that. But 
Yeah, and at this point, I wrote down, I love the fact there was... Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, what's the music box, yeah. So at this point, he drags out one of them onto the, the step, mm. sets fire to them. Yes. And they go up pretty quick. Yeah. They're pretty flammable. And they even say that in the film later. Yeah. They're pretty flammable. <laughs> did, they, did he actually say flammable? Yeah. Nice. It's quite good. Um, yeah, and she... Yeah, so he's boarding everything up. They've set fire to it. Again, there's still... Everything seems to, again, still be on sticks. It still seems to be shot at these sort of crazy angles, loving it. Sorry, I know it's really nerdy, but I was absolutely loving it. Um, I love the fact... Oh, yeah, the music box scene, then, she because she's walking around looking for wood she, for him. Yeah, and she sees this music box yeah. and presses it. And, yeah, and she opens this music box and the creepy angle and the sound, and I just adored that. Yeah. I just thought, that's bloody brilliant. Yeah. It really puts you on edge. But then one thing I loved is she walked in the front room, and every time she went in the front room, there was a cricket noise. Oh, like a... The chirping of crickets. Yeah, the chirping of crickets as opposed to yeah. Freddie Flintoff. Like, so why are there crickets inside the house? Yeah. Because then they go outside the house, you hear the cricket noise, mm. okay. But for the front room, a couple of times, cricket noise. So I don't know whether the... Well, the, we can hear the birds tweeting in here sometimes. Yeah, but I don't know whether the background sound in there was pretty shit. Because mm. then they shut all the windows, boarded it up, everything else. It was pretty loud. Oh, right. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, and he, he establishes that they're afraid of fire... And I think there's a lot of expository dialogue at this point, but it's done really well. Well, they, they trade stories, don't they? Yeah. Um, and so, we, yeah, she, she, in a very strange kind of sporadic manner, sort of says, you know, we have to go out and get Johnny. We have to go out and get Johnny. He's yep. at the car. Sorry, I'm laughing because, yeah, I remember this bit. Yeah. So he tells his story. He waffles on for five minutes telling his story. <laughs> waffles on. No, but you know, he's telling his Call story. Oh, you just want action, 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 no, no, don't no, you? No. But you know what I mean? He's telling his story for yeah. five minutes. Then she goes, I was at the thing with my brother. And he goes, you need to calm down. <laughs> she's, like, she's like really annoyed that she's now telling her story. Calm down. I'm like, she's, she doesn't seem angry. Calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might have jumped on her a little bit too much then. Yeah, and then then she does go a bit mad. Goes, we need to go get John. Johnny's yeah. alive. Get Johnny, and he's like, "Yeah, brother's dead, man. Your brother's dead." Oh, brilliant. Um, but yeah, we find out that he had seen these creatures uh, jumping on a truck. Yes. Um, near a diner up the road. Yeah. And the, I think it was a gasoline truck, and it had exploded. Yes. And that's when he realised that they were. Terrible, yeah. You know, they yeah, backed yeah. off for fire and all this sort of thing. Yeah, so he then nicked the truck and then mm. he found out he got no... Oh, that's fuel. the other thing. When when he's trying to calm her down and he tells her her brother's dead, they trade slaps, don't they? Well, no. Oh, he slaps so, her. Does no, she not no, slap no, him? No. Well, no. she slaps him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fucking knocks her out. Yeah. He doesn't mess about. No. He That's not a slap, Sinead. That yeah, yeah. That was a <laughs> full-on... Boom! Punch in the face. Yeah, you're right. I've put Babs. Babs. I've called her Babs. Oh, nice. Um, Babs passes out. I've put trade slaps. Babs. Babs passes yeah, out. Yeah, I put Belzer. Bit solid. More of a punch. Yeah. Knocks her out and then puts the radio on. Yeah. Whack! Throws her on the sofa under her jacket. Puts the radio. Mm. On. It's quite shocking, isn't it? And yeah. quite shocking in 1968. Yeah. yeah. You'd be like. Okay, this is... Because at the beginning, you could be lulled into, like you say, this 50s B-movie. Oh, I know where I stand here. This yeah, is yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. a bit Frankenstein, a bit, yeah. you know, the way they're... Mo- and then it gets darker and darker, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it gets just disturbing and creepy and... Yeah, it does. ...very weird, and we, we leave that kind of yeah. B-movie type thing behind. So, yeah, he finds the radio um, yeah. and turns it on. And I, I loved the 
sort of emergency broadcast where they're talking about the fact that there's a mass murder epidemic. Epidemic. Um, and there's no reason behind it, they're saying, you know. It's, and I just thought, like, is that a reflection on the society? Because they say that people are in a sort of trance. Yes. And they're ordinary looking. Yes. And you can't tell which ones are good and which ones are not. So exactly. I, I get the feeling you have a fact because you're picking up your Pippa book. Yes. I know you're right. This is, this does feed into... Um, yeah, the feelings at the time um, and the fact that, yeah, Romero has said the ghouls are ordinary people, but in a kind of trance. So a lot of people have talked about that being a ref- reflection of capitalism right? Yeah. Um, in America at the time, you know, and how people are kind of taken over by it and entranced by it. And yeah. they will not do things for the greater good. They will do things on an individualistic basis. But there's also a lot of um, commentary around... The Cold War and Vietnam, yes, um, and also um, the assassination of Malcolm X, all these different things, and also commentary on the media and like the federal government and all this sort of thing. So we get, you know, the the police later coming yeah. in. We get these media reports kind of being fed. Yeah, they're brilliant. I I, I just feel that it wasn't really done in films before this i'm not sure he's done that often since no i don't know whether he lucked out entirely Mm. but there's a lot of depth to this that that you wouldn't necessarily yeah i I don't think um yeah it, it was it was great i thought um and yeah so he's still lighting fires then he obviously does the thing that john rambo must have seen what is it he wraps the chair leg in. Oh, he creates a him. torch. Creates a torch. Yeah. Thought, I bet old John Rambo watched this when he was out in Nam. Exactly, and thought, that's exactly what I'm yeah. going to do. Um, and then he sets fire to a chair and throws it outside to keep him away from the door. Yeah. Genius. Mm-hmm. Love that. Mm-hmm. Although, I must say, um, there's a colourised version of this film. All right. Uh, which was a bit weird. I watched a couple of sort of clips of the colourised version. Yeah. Um, and some of that furniture was really nice. So I was a bit gutted that you burnt that chair. In black and white, it didn't look much. In colour, right. it looked really, really quite nice. Oh. I mean, I'm devastated. Well, I mean, just don't be setting fire to my furniture. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, and everything's boarded up. As these broad these phone these broadcasts are coming in, the phones ruined. There's lots of low angles at this point yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean it's just, I don't know. Then Ooh. he then he finds what you're not surprised he finds in an American rural house. Oh, uh, yeah, the shotgun. Shotgun in the cupboard. Yeah. yeah. So shotgun, loads of cartridges, love it. He does also find some shoes for Barbara as well, which I thought was a nice. Oh yeah, because she was barefoot. She was barefoot because she. Why was she barefoot? Because I think um. She, when she was fighting to get away from the oh yeah she fell over yeah and she fell over and she yeah yeah um yeah so he finds the gun in the cupboard yes and the radio's saying oh there's vic the the victims are being partially devoured oh yeah that's i think People the first point that yeah, they kind yeah. of start saying this yeah saying they're flesh eaters yeah and all of a sudden two guys come in and we're like where the hell Where did the they hell come? Where have they been? So they come up from the cellar. Yeah. There's a there's a cellar. We Bastards. didn't know. They've been down there the whole time. They've just been doing whatever. And Ben loses his shit. Yeah. Quite rightly. Yeah. And I have to say, Mr. Cooper, brilliant. He is an asshole. What? Front, back and centre. And whoever played him, whatever his name is. I I'm can sure tell you. Who played him? Um... Hardman. I can't... I haven't got his first name. Okay. He was also a producer. 
Well, he was because <laughs> as I told you, that was, everyone was doing everything. He was brilliant. Yeah, he was brilliant. Mm. No, but he was absolutely brilliant, and I think he was contemptible. He was detestable. He was he'd hide whenever there was something to be done, but yet he wanted all the power. I I just thought it was brilliant. Yeah, he was, and I thought, wow, what a reflection on an old school fifties American white man. Yes, you know, he wanted all the power. I want the gun, and he was getting told absolutely not. And I think someone's phone is ringing. And also the fact that that Ben was a black man, and and that you know that was even more outrageous to this guy. Like he never said it; it was never. But but you know that was you know the obvious kind of yeah undertone that you could get from it. Yeah, no, I think it was fantastic, and and yeah, Ben was like, "While you're up here, I'm in charge. I'm in charge," and it was like, "Oh my god, that's fantastic!" Yeah, exactly. Um, He also Cooper also tries to rationalise why they didn't come up and help earlier because Ben's like you must have heard a scream you know shouting you yeah. must have heard a woman sort of screaming yeah uh, and he just starts spinning all this crap and I just loved it because Ben was just like get your story straight man yeah yeah and it's just like yeah don't don't just fucking own it now that you've been such an idiot but the thing that let that scene down mm. was the fact that Ben's dialogue was really hard to hear Right. It really wasn't at the same standard as the rest of it. So it was obviously, it had gone a bit funky in the recording. I must admit, I didn't notice And that. I just, I couldn't help but think, oh, he should have ADR'd Crisper, that. But maybe yeah. they couldn't. Maybe they tried and it just couldn't work yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it really, it was a, such a shame because he was having this moment, this really strong mm. dialogue. And I thought, ah, oh, it's a bit, you know, it needed to be louder and stronger. And yeah, it was a shame. But yeah. Yeah. Well, he wants them all to stay down in the cellar. Yeah, he wants to go back down the cellar. Everyone in the cellar. And they're like, it's a death trap. And he's like, we're safe down there. It turned out it wasn't a safe place. But we're safe down there. Come down to the cellar. And they're yeah. like, no, if they get through the door, we're all dead. Yeah. They never did get through the door. No. So Mr. Kibber was right. Well, yeah. But I would have... I would have... <laughs> I wouldn't have gone down Outwardly disagreed with him. So I'm yeah, not yeah, going yeah. down there. No. There's no back door. There's no nothing. We're yeah. absolutely... We're sitting ducks. Yeah. Yeah, because they only seem to attack the front of the house. Yeah, I mean, what they really needed here was Jodie Foster's panic room. That would have been handy. That's what they actually needed. Yeah. So. Well, I wrote what they actually needed was uh, one of those Ringo doorbells. Because <laughs> you blum, think blum, the zombies blum. are gonna. <laughs> blum, blum, blum. That would be such a good. Um, yeah, to do to make this film now with all sort of the modern. I know it's modern technology. <laughs> Um, we get to see more and more of the uh, the zombies or ghouls. They're not called zombies in this movie. Oh no! That's why I'm reticent to use the word. Um, Quite deliberately, they've not used the word zombies. Yeah, yeah. Um, We get to see quite a lot more of them. There's one that's buck naked. Just walking across. I like. I like that one. Yeah, I thought that one woman, that poor woman. I don't know whether she wanted it. Maybe she was like... Maybe she's just a complete naturist think, and she was like, I need to be nude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, just one. But I thought Maybe. it was quite impactful. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the fact that it was just one, it was yeah, kind of like, of oh bath. my God, so that's like, Was she in the bath when she was killed? She's like... Uh. Yeah, good point. Did you think about that? Did you think about their backstories? Were yeah. you like, oh, yeah. how have these people died? Where are they coming from? No, it was... Yeah, I thought it was great. And then, and then obviously Mr. Cooper's wife, what's her name? Helen, Jim, Helen, whatever, yeah, is saying like basically we've got a broken marriage, so stop pretending that we haven't. Yeah, to Mr. Cooper, and then they go, come up, and she won't now because she's got a kid to look after. She doesn't Karen. Get Karen. She doesn't want to leave Karen because Karen's very poorly. Leave Karen would be my advice. I've seen. Well, that that's with hindsight, isn't anyway, it? Yeah, it is. But you know, she wants to look after Karen. Um, the and thing, then, and they say, Judy, you go down. 
Who's another one who turned up? Who's the boyfriend, the girlfriend of the boy? So that's it. So we've got the, the, the Coopers and their daughter Karen down there. And we've also got... Hanging with the Coopers. <laughs> Mr. Cooper. Uh, that was a good show, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and we've also got Judy and... What was his name? Who? The young lad that I don't was know. There. I never wrote it down. Well, we've got them there as the young couple as well, haven't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to say about Helen Cooper, mm. played by Marilyn Eastman. Yes. Did you notice the ghoul that was eating a bug? Like she was standing oh, by a yeah, tree yeah, and she was, yeah. that was her as well. Awesome. I told you, people. Everyone did everything. <laughs> doubling up of jobs here, I people. I love it. I love it. She played, she played bug eating ghoul as well as uh, Mrs. Cooper. Yeah. And... So then they have this weird... There's a bit with weird cuts where they tell Judy to go downstairs. Yeah, to look after Karen, yeah. And that felt like they just cut a big scene out. Because all of a sudden it was like, you'll go down, won't you, Judy? Okay, I'll go down. It was weird. Do you know what? They did cut something, and I'm not sure exactly where, but when I was researching, there, there was something about a few minutes having been chopped out, and it does jump. Right, and well, it, and, it, and they're not happy point. with it, but there's not there's nothing they can do about it. It's like no, it just has no. to. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, is what it is. it is, sort of thing. So maybe that was the point at which. Yeah, yeah, and and then they managed to get on the TV report. The TV set, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they took they turned yeah. the TV on. I'm, yeah, I absolutely loved it. I loved it. I thought it was done really well. Mm. And the TV report felt like a TV report. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a lot of cheaper movies, if they have a TV scene, especially mm. student films, mm. you know, it's so badly done. Mm. They've not put any effort into the TV bit because that'll do just a guy in front of a blue screen. Yeah. And it's like, no, you know, the TV report has to reflect the world you're shooting. You spent yeah. all this money shooting the world. Why not spend it? And theirs was brilliant. Mm. I love the reporters, these sort of old 50s looking men. Mm. Um, and then that's when they started like talking about it, how it was... Caused by aliens and ra- radiation. radiation. Yeah. And I thought, perfect 60s. That's that's proper. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a proper nod to all B-movies. Yeah. Zombies, radiation, aliens. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it was just like everything was thrown in. And I thought, you know, because the moon landing was 1969, so space was a massive mm, thing in 1968. Mm, mm. Yeah, exactly. People were petrified of it. You know, so I, I just, yeah. I just thought it was really good. And the bit where the news crew were following the general. Yes. That felt really modern. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really it did. Modern. It did. It felt like, yeah. Like the, the way reporters sh- yeah. chase after people to yeah. get the story. Yeah, so, yeah. So, Sky, you were like <laughs> 30 to 40 years behind. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know who runs that little news company. I, <laughs> I don't know. But you are not to buy yourself a coffee. Um, yeah, you're right, <laughs> though. It did. It felt very contemporary. Yeah. Um, and we learn that um, people that have recently died are returning to life, seeking human victims. Yes. So this is when it's all really consolidated. Yeah. Um, and there's this idea of radiation from a satellite that was destroyed. Yes. Uh, that then obviously yeah. powdered down onto Earth and yeah. created these, brought yeah. these, you know, these awful creatures back to life. Yeah. And then, yeah, at the same time, the daughter's downstairs, Karen, is Karen. downstairs starting to act a bit weird. A bit well, weird. We, we realise Karen's been bitten by one of these things. Yeah. It doesn't take doesn't take a genius to figure out what's going to happen. And does I it? genuinely thought that the sister Judy, not Judy, the the young Barbara. Oh yeah, yeah, Barbara. Yeah. I thought she was acting very similar to that girl downstairs. <clears throat> right. That excuse me downstairs at one point. Have a sip of water. 
She in what way? Like Similar. when he lit a cigarette, she was Ugh, same as the girl downstairs right, did. They okay. didn't like fire, so I thought, yeah. oh, maybe Barbara's going to lose it oh, as well. Oh, did you? Okay, but she didn't. No, no, no. I wasn't expecting but, that. Um, yeah, so they were doing that, and then the news report said the only way to stop them is to burn dead oh, people in the street. I know. So if someone's died recently, Just you haven't burn. got time. No, you haven't got time to do a funeral. Be nice to them. Have them cremated properly. You need to drag them into the street. Set fire to that him. was brutal, man. Like, that yeah, it was, was like he said something about um, forego the rituals. Yes, forego the rituals. Yeah, well, just burn them out. So, like, you know, if if grandma's been attacked by one of these things, yeah, just drag her in the street, drag her out and burn her. Burn her. And or if yeah. she's died of natural causes, oh yeah, yeah she yeah, might yeah. come back to That's life because it's radiation caused. Yeah. Not whether drag her in the street, set fire to. Her. Yeah, See I you, mean man. this. Well, yeah, this is what I mean. This is you know. No wonder it caused a This bit, was like but... next level shock, I think. Yeah. Um, but Ben, our trusty... Good old Ben. Our trusty leader of the pack here yeah. has a plan. Yes, he does. Molotov cocktails. Yeah. And we need to get to the gasoline pump. Yeah, they get to the truck. Over, There's over a gasoline the pump, other side which of the we house. saw very early on, mm. um, that she said was locked or something. Yeah, it was locked. Yeah. And the, this other lad, whose name we can't remember, um, finds the key for it. Yeah, and that was brilliant. I mean, it, yeah, it should be awful, but he was like, okay, I'm going to go. And he goes downstairs to find something. He comes back in and he goes, I found the key I know, to the gas pump I know, they should have looked for that earlier, shouldn't they, before we reach this level of crisis. And then Ben goes, I don't know how to handle that truck. I don't know anything about that truck, so you come with me, kid. Mm. You drove it here, Ben. You Badly, can drive though. It. Badly. He got to the house. He can drive across a field to a petrol pump. Yeah, it's better if two of them go, I think. I agree, but... Like, he just volunteered, Ben. Yeah. Um, just volunteered the... The young lad. Young lad. Um, in the original, or in the earlier draft of the script, Ben was a more um, blue-collar, blue is that the right okay. term? You know, like working-class uh, truck driver. Oh, all right. And then when they cast um, Dwayne what? Jones yeah. in this role, he that he obviously wasn't going to bring that, no. that level because he was actually incredibly educated. I think he was... Um, a lecturer or something. Yeah, I mean, he comes across yeah. as someone um, and, like academic style. Yes, exactly. So he then brought this, you know, more sophisticated air mm-hmm. to proceedings, which actually I think really oh, it helps. does elevate the whole thing. I think if he had been more of a working class, everyday kind of Joe, I don't think it would have. Well, I don't yeah. think the character would have been as strong. No, and I suppose in that era as well. Mm. It would have been more stereo- stereotype of yeah, like, this black working guy, class guy. Yeah. yeah, but also like a black guy, for it to be sold, for him to be intelligent and strong, yeah. he's intelligent, yeah. is great. Right? Yeah. If he'd have just been a truck driver, an average, yeah, you could have got away with it, but I'm not sure that 1969 American audiences mm. would have accepted that. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, no, but... Um, so they decide that they're going to head out, take the truck over to get the gasoline, yeah. while Mr. Cooper hurls the, co- the Molotov yeah, the cocktail out, the out the window. Yeah. Um, and so the boyfriend and Judy go off for a chat. Weird. Unnecessary. Well, that was their sort of little moment, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, are they going to make it through? She is basically trying to convince him not to go. Yeah, and he's basically. basically sort of saying, you know, no, we have to kind of work. And it's this individual versus... Or um, the collective. Isn't it, though? Like, it's kind of that whole conversation again. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good plan. I think it's the only option they've got. They should go for it. And then, as they embark upon it, cocktails thrown out the window. Brilliant. Do- yeah. Door they're open. Working. Door open, they're working. Ben and the young guy run out. Yeah. What does Judy do? 
Oh, yeah. I'm going to go with them. Yeah. I mean, Judy, you're causing grief here, love. But I have to say, I loved... I didn't write the line down, but Ben's line, like, when she came around, he was like, well, you're here now, get in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was a real... God, it's terrible. It reminded me of work sometimes. Like, it's going wrong yeah. and you're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So involved. I'm not happy about it, but... Yeah. Let's get on with it. And again, it's the taking control of the situation, isn't it? Yeah. He doesn't try and plead with her. He just takes control and says, OK, if you're here, you're here, get yeah, in. exactly, yeah. But would you have done that if that had been me? If I'd been going out with Ben to get the gasoline? Yeah. Would you have run out to join me? I would have been cheering you on from that upstairs window. Yeah. I said, you go, Sinead. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I thought. I wouldn't. I'd have volunteered myself so oh, you didn't Oh, please, go. you so would not. Okay. You would have been like, okay, okay take her. Um, she's got smaller hands. It will work the gas pump easier. True, you would be good at gas pumping. Yeah, exactly. Never done it in my life, but needs must. Yeah, but you can't drive, so I would have had to have gone. You'd have been like, I don't have a licence because you have to abide by rules, <laughs> even though the whole world's getting eaten by flesh-eating ghouls. <laughs> no, I think I could no, toss wouldn't. the rules to you one wouldn't. side in that scenario. You wouldn't. You'd be like, I'm really sorry. I'd love to help, but I don't have a licence. <laughs> I'm not prepared. Sorry, I'm not. I'd be like, oh, for God's sake, I'll drive. Um, yeah so she runs out she jumps in they go over to the the petrol pump ah the bloody lock's stuck so you do what anyone would do you fire a gun at the petrol pump I mean they could have done that Jesus Christ yeah but I mean they could have done that you know when he found the gun earlier okay all this hanging around for the key just as a mental note when you're in Streatham if you ever find a gun not as hard as you think (laughs) don't go down to Apple Greens and start shooting at the petrol (laughs) pumps there's a little thing called petrol in them yeah. Very, very flammable. But again, Brian, you know, this is not a normal situation, isn't it? This is not a Sunday, they're out for a drive, they need to stop at Apple Greens to get some I'm sure petrol and some Percy Pigs. Percy Pigs? Why didn't they get any Percy Pigs? Yeah. This podcast was sponsored by Marks and Spencer's <laughs> Percy Pig. Chewy, delicious. Mm. Um. So, yeah, so... Yeah, I know, it's not a good idea, no, is it? no. And so he goes over, they shoot the thing off, they start filling it up. I don't know what happens, but suddenly he throws the thing on the floor and that's on fire. He somehow sets fire to the petrol coming out of the petrol part. I don't know He how. spills gasoline yeah. as he's reaching it across to put it in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it all catches light. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure because, to be honest with you, it happens quickly and... It's all very shadowed and dark. It's yeah. quite hard to kind of, because it's black and white as well. It's kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. it's not, you know. Yeah. And and they drive off and they're like, we got to get out of this truck, man. Judy and the, the boyfriend. boyfriend. I wish I had written down his name. Oh, no, I can't believe I didn't. We got to get out of this truck. Because I think they've driven away from Ben. Yeah, they point. drive forward to get, because he says, oh, we need to get the truck away oh, from yeah, the pump because the yeah, pump's yeah, going to yeah. blow. So they drive forward. Yeah. Ben's standing there wafting the flyer Trying around. to keep the ghouls and And he goes, bed. get out, Judy, get out. And typical woman, her dress is caught She's in the stuck. door. Yeah, I know. And you can't open the door on a truck that's on fire. Do you know Even what? Even though the back of the truck's on fire, you can't just pull the little To handle, be fair, I think she probably was about to do that, but they didn't have any time, did, I? did well, they? No, the whole truck blew. It exploded. Poor Judy. Poor boyfriend. Exactly. They're gone. I've just written gone. Yeah, and so Ben makes a run back to the house. Cooper, the worm that he is, oh, he's so has awful. locked the door. It's not going to let him back Why in. let it open it. What a bastard. So in the end, Ben kicks it open. Yeah. And the best bit ever, he goes over and he starts punching Cooper in the face. Repeatedly. I mean, what would you do? That's what I want to know. What would you do no, in no, that no. scenario? I said he punches him in the face a lot. He punched him in the face first. I was like, good on you, mate. 
fucking idiot. He punches them through into a different room. Then he punches him in the face again. Then he punches him in the face again. Then he, I was like, oh wow, he's proper angry. But I mean, I don't blame him. He but. also says, um, I should feed you to those things. Yes. I kind of wouldn't have blamed him if he had thrown him out. Yeah. As meal. And then after that, you go back to the truck. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to be on fire anymore. And the zombies are picking the boy and the young girl. Yeah, they're picking over they're their bodies and taking them. it out. And yeah. you can see them eating bits of like a liver and yeah, oh. bones. Someone's got like a yeah, big bone. bone. So this licking. was another. This was another great bit, wasn't it, of this yeah. film? So they had like large carcass bones mm-hmm. and things, and something that looked like entrails. There was like a kind of a long. Someone was on yeah, the grass yeah, with kind yeah. of entrails. Um, yeah, they're having a proper picnic. They were just loving it. So. Apparently, chocolate sauce was used for blood. Yeah, well, they do that in black and white. Yeah, Hitchcock. makes sense. Again, um, and the 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 flesh. Yeah, the the human things. Um, ham. They used ham. Yeah. Um, and one of the actors had a butcher shop, so ah. he was able to supply entrails and nice. bones and all this sort of thing. Nice. Yeah, but it was yeah, it was disturbing, wasn't it? Was, yeah, it was it? really disturbing. It really was disturbing. Good, it was good. And um, yeah, so they're eating Judy and the boy. I've written again. I mean, I wish I'd learned his name. I know. I don't know why we didn't. Outside. And then the crickets seem to get back in the house. I'm trying to do... How does cricket sound? I can't. (laughs) You look absolutely disgusted by me. And um, yeah, and the the lucky nude zombie lady reappears. She's walking around. (laughs) My favourite one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm like... I've written down radiation is causing this shit. Yeah. And we've got to be more careful of radiation, you know. Well, you know. Just saying. Um, oh, and then the thing I love, on the telly then, they go yeah. to the news reporter. Yeah. So, outside dark, right? They're eating all the flesh. They're yeah. rah, 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 it's middle of the night. It's oh, scary. I know so what you're going to say now. They cut to the news report. It's daytime. I didn't think of that, but you're right. I know. And but maybe thinking, that's a different part. Oh no, no that wouldn't they, make sense. It was hilarious. The the zombies are attacking the house. It's really dark. It's night. The TV was on, and the news report. They're in the daytime, and they said like we're now going to where this emergency station was. So they can't have been that far away. No, you're right. And, and it's all right. it's all yeah yeah and meant it's all to be on the same brilliant side daylight. Of and there's a live report, and then they cut back to the house, and it's pitch black, and it's night. I never even thought of that. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. But there's something else. Something else. Yeah. Um, a bit of a that's got a bit of a question mark over it, which also didn't occur to me. Yeah, the body upstairs when yeah. Judy arrived. Uh, sorry, Barb. When Barbara arrived, yeah, there was the body upstairs that she saw oh, yeah, that yeah, had yeah. had its yeah. face all chewed off. Why didn't that come back? Well, they threw that outside, didn't he? Is that what he said? No, to? no. He drags it. He drags it into a different room. Well, anyway, Sinead, I mean, if that's the one thing that you're going to pick up that... <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, in the same vein as your net daytime news, that's all I'm that's saying, really Brian. not in the same vein. That's a big error. <laughs> Brian, this is... I don't write it down. Why are you writing it down? The fact that I am giving an example, which technically is exactly the same as yours, but you're not allowing me Mine's... to have it. Daytime, nighttime. Yeah, mine's, mine's dead body upstairs doesn't get reanimated. It's face eaten already. So it? did you not? If you shot it in the head or beat it in the head, it couldn't come back to life. They said that. They also said you should burn them. And... <laughs> okay, I'm just I'm giving me an out. Okay. So. Yeah. yeah so that that's all going on. Then the zombies really start attacking the house. I mean, oh. they go for it. Yeah. Don't they? 
Um, oh, on that news report also, yeah. I wrote this down because this amused me. Um, they say, kill the brain, kill the ghoul. So, oh, yeah. so yeah, you're yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, granted, maybe the body upstairs had had the brain killed. Yeah. Um, they also go, yep, they're dead. They're all messed up. Yeah. And I thought, what a brilliant understatement of this whole scenario. Yeah. You're on the news, yep, they're dead. They're all messed up. It's they're just like, up, no man. shit, Sherlock. They're all messed up. <laughs> Give that guy a promotion. I know, I know. And... Yeah, so I, th- I think I've got this in the right order because it's quite a roller coaster by this point. So the zombies attack again, mm-hmm. and they're breaking through the doors and the windows. There's hands loads of everywhere. hands everywhere. It was quite you cool. would hate it. Oh, All those people like trying to touch, touch you. Mm. That's a horror film in itself, isn't yeah. it? Just people giving you a slap on the back. The worst, they they were talking close in my ear. Yeah, what if they were trying to grab at your ears? Oh, no, no. <laughs> or touch my feet. Oh, no. No, no, no. Don't do that. Um... Yeah, so they're grabbing everybody, and then they. I've written here that the zombies grab Helen, his wife, and the blonde girl's just sitting there. Barbara's Babs. just sitting there watching. Well, and then all of a sudden, she flings herself into the middle of it, mm. and she starts getting attacked, and Helen runs off and goes down to the basement. Yes. Isn't that right? Yes. I think, and, is this, this is around the point that Cooper wants Ben's gun. Yes, yeah, and then Ben's being attacked. Mm. And the gun falls on the floor mm. and yes. Cooper grabs that. Correct. And Ben's basically like, give me the fucking gun. Mm. And hits him with a piece of wood and wrestles the gun back from mm-hmm. him. Helen goes downstairs because he's like, Helen, go downstairs when he's got the gun. Yeah. Barbara gets, suddenly her brother bursts through the wall and drags her off. Am Z- I right? Zombie Johnny. Zombie Johnny. Drags his own sister out. Yeah. To be killed and eaten. To kill and eat her. I mean, yeah. if that doesn't mess Savage. with your brain... I don't know what does. Well, I did. Imagine that. Imagine your own family member. Imagine if my mum now appeared at the door, you know, all ghoulish and and tried to eat your face. I'll be honest. Seeing Johnny do that was horrendous. But then Karen up the game. Uh, Karen. Is is Karen your favourite character in this film? Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God. So Helen runs downstairs. Cooper backs up. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, we're going to go back down here. I'm going to lock the door on you bastards. And he locks the door, and down he goes. No, Ben shoots him. Oh, I'm going to have to stop, because I think that I know who that's going to be. Okay, so, sorry about that, guys. We just had to have a little break. Earlier I mentioned that we might well be uh, influencers for Amazon. <laughs> that is definitely not going to happen now. Uh, we've just had to have a... Very strange interlude with a very <laughs> weird driver. So do excuse us and we'll plough on. So, Sinead. Well, I was just doing one of my favourite things, correcting you. <laughs> of course. I, I was just letting... Oh, no, I was saying he doesn't go back down to the cellar because Ben shoots him. Ah. Mr Cooper. Okay. Oh, and then he goes down to the cellar. Who, who, who's he? I'm confused. Mr. Cooper goes down the cellar. When does Karen get her moment? I oh, thought... no, he goes down there and he... Sorry, yes, so Helen's still upstairs. Yeah. He goes down to the cellar having been shot and goes over to his daughter, Exactly, he? yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. reaches out her hand yeah. and he falls. And then the daughter sits up. Oh, Karen's okay. Yay. Yay. No. No. Karen's going to feast on daddy. No! 
Oh my god, that was incredible. That was amazing. She just started eating him, eating his bits. And Shocking. What, and because Helen goes down and she sees her sitting there. Yeah, munching on dad. Munching on dad. So what does she do, Mum? Kills her with a trowel. Grabs a trowel. Just stabs Backs her. her into a corner. And my God, when she stabs her, she repeatedly stabs and stabs repeatedly. And stabs. That kid was brilliant. Was she a producer? <laughs> she was actually the daughter. Of a producer? Yeah. Was everyone a producer? Um, no. Uh, so Karen, um, where is it here? She was the daughter of... She was actually the daughter of Mr. Cooper. Brilliant. She was brilliant. So, yeah. Yeah, she was the daughter of so, a producer. So she was the daughter of a producer, yeah, because um, he was producer and actor. That was his, his actual uh, real-life daughter. Wow. A lot of chocolate sauce being used there. Um, yeah, Karen Butcher's mum um, eats her as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's insanity. Can you think of any other film where a child eats its own parents? No. Apart I mean, from... <laughs> I'm imagining some, some dodgy film somewhere. Well, yeah, I'm sure there is. Um, but yeah, love it. Absolutely love were it. Were you expecting that? I'm, I'm curious to know, like, did that shock you? Or were you like, yes, I knew she was going to... I suspected she was going to rise. I didn't think she would eat her parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you I suspected think, she'd yeah, rise she again. Yeah, she would have to probably be killed by her parents. I yeah. thought it was going to be one of those statements, yeah. you yeah. know. Parents had to do it to save the world. Yeah, sort of exactly. But no. So it's quite shocking, really, isn't yeah. it? Even nowadays, like, how many years on is, yeah. you know, is this, are we now 20? And then the zombies have filled the room upstairs, so... Ben's in trouble, man. Ben's in trouble. So he runs into the cellar. What's happened to Karen at this point? Where's Karen? I'm getting confused now because how does he kill Karen? Because I know he shoots Mr. Cooper in the head so and he, he shoots Mrs. Cooper in the head. Yeah. But how does he kill Karen? I think he, he must shoot Karen as well, does he? I think he does. I think That's he a really to... good question. I feel like I'm traumatised by this point and I don't remember how he gets rid of Karen. I think he might go downstairs and just shoot her in the head. Well, he definitely, like you said, he definitely... And then Ben sits up and he shoots him. Yeah, I think he kills her. He definitely kills Mr. and Mrs. Cooper. Yes. I think, someone's going to prove me wrong now... He goes down, he has to kill Karen because he sees her over the body of the mum. He definitely sees that, yeah. Then he sees Mr. Cooper set up, he shoots him in the head yeah, and yeah, then yeah. he knows he's going to have to shoot yeah. Mrs. Cooper in the head. Yeah, so he barricades himself down there mm-hmm. and, and, and kills them all because he doesn't have any other option at this point. Yeah, yeah. And yes, ironic that uh, he holds up down in the cellar. Yeah. Having And they're all bashing on the door and... They and can't get down there. Kind of fade out. And the next thing you know... Morning. It's morning. And it's quiet. Oh, peaceful. Oh, it's all quiet. And then you see a helicopter. Oh, helicopter. And I have flashbacks and I'm running towards the common. I'm getting my knife. I know what's happening. I've already got on the app and ordered a... You've already ordered your flat white and your croissant. Um, Yeah, and then we can see the search group. The search group we earlier saw on the news. Yeah, exactly. With the local lunatic sheriff who seemed a bit gung happy at the time well he, he had like he was like had sort of a round of bullets wrapped around him as didn't he do. as you do well maybe um, um also another little uh rambo moment yeah um with with the, all this posse and the and the sheriff and the police and everything they drive over a bridge yeah and i thought that looks a bit like rambo's bridge what is it well, what is it with bridges in these films it. exactly just adds a bit of production value doesn't it a bridge is a nice looking bridge. thing mm. Um, I mean, it's not a viaduct, but okay. Yeah, so they're saying they're a search group. They're going out killing zombies and yeah. sort of the last few. I don't know why they're not zombies, but anyway. Well, they've not been... No, I know, but like, if yeah. it was radiation that was causing the zombies, someone must have been the first person. It was the dead. You had to be dead. Yeah, but there's a lot of... There's more dead people than there are living. 
Listen, I think it was only over a certain patch of America. Oh, yeah. The synopsis said East Coast. Oh, so. okay. Mm. So, um, so they're going out there looking, search group with dogs, typical sort of, I mean, it really did look like a posse, didn't it? Yeah, completely. If you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they were just out looking for these people. And I wrote down, um, basically, they were using it as a, an excuse to kill anything. You know, anyone who was a slow walker was dead. They yeah. were killing people at a huge rate. I mean, there's one bang. There's pe- one pensioners, bang. pensioners wouldn't have stood a bloody chance. Yeah, because yeah. there was no, there was no second thought. Yeah. There was no hesitation. There was just like, yeah, got them, got them, got them, got them. Yeah. Piles of body everywhere. And then they see the house, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, we better go check out the house." Go check out the house. And they see at this point Ben's come out of the cellar. Yeah, and he goes in. Goes in the kitchen, I think it is. Well, yeah, he moves towards but, the window. But anyway, he? yeah, he goes towards the window, and they go, "Oh, there's one of them in the window." Yeah, bang. and he shoots him just like that. And that's it. I mean, it's the best ending, I know, like ever. And then this montage of all these meat hooks. Yep. Basically, they've gone in there with meat hooks, and they're dragging him off. I assume to be burnt. I mean, it felt all very Ku Klux Klan. Incredi- there's one. Shoot it. Incredibly. Burn it. And they do say there's another one for the fire. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. After they've shot, he's like, "There's another one for the because prior to yeah, that, yeah, yeah. The, the sheriff or whoever has said, build a build a bonfire and yeah. we're going to put all these zombies on it." Yeah. Uh, and they shoot Ben and they say, "There's another one for the fire." And then, like you say, we get these black, obviously black and white, but we get yeah. these still image, almost yes, like um, an old school news report or newspaper clippings yeah. style stylized yeah. of yeah close ups, bodies, meat hooks, butcher's hooks, oh, yeah. Horrible. Really, really, really disturbing. Unbelievably brilliant. And such an abrupt end and kind of Ben has made it to the end. You know, he's yeah. he's seen off everything and these fuckers just... And I thought just amazing use of sound again. The music yeah. again, so good. And normally I am not a fan of music running all the way through a film no. at all. In fact, I think music's overused a lot of the time and don't even use it a lot in my own stuff. But this proved me wrong mm. this proved me wrong i was like i was just thinking i need to add more music to everything i've ever done mm. this was i loved the it was very intense wasn't it i just love the energy of the whole thing this is what i love about b movies as you know i, I adore a b movie yeah. from the 50s and 60s yeah. and i and i'd love to make a lot of things like that myself and i think what i love about it is there's a real energy pours out of the screen at you yeah there's a real vibe about them a real energy about them and a real fun that you know, even if it's not the perfect story or perfectly told, or per- you just have a blast watching it and you get into it. I completely it agree. And, and I think going, a lot of yeah. that has to do with the collective nature of people, 100%. you know, pulling together. They don't have the most money in the world, no. but they're all there. They're doing it for the love of it. They're doubling up on jobs, tripling yeah. up on jobs, you know. Yeah. I think that comes across. Yeah. Um, and I think they just, yeah, you know, yeah. had a great script and... You know, they knew what they were doing yeah. and and just hit that sweet, sweet spot. They really did. It was fantastic. It was fantastic and good on him. He deserves all the accolades he gets for it. Well, there you go. So there you go. Absolutely loved it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did. I did. You really need to watch it, guys. If you didn't, go and watch it. And you can watch it anywhere. Yeah, and you really can. But if you didn't watch it, just do, do it because it's an hour and a half and mm. it's really good fun. Yeah, 100%. Come on, then. Hit me with your VHS tape score. Good. So my VHS... Sorry, I'll move a little closer to the microphone. My VHS tape score 
is based on the fact of everything I've just said. But there were one or two moments where the shots got a little bit uh, where there was an editing cut, which they probably didn't have a choice. And like you've even said, there's moments yeah. where they didn't have a choice. I'm not knocking them for it. Um, and there was that one patch of sound where Ben was talking and it really disappointed me because I thought it was a really strong piece of dialogue and I just couldn't really hear it. And it sounded like it just needed a bit more. So for that reason, it did lose a point. And it's a four. I loved it. It's a four VHS tapes for me. Is that your highest score yet? No, no. I think something else got. You know. It oh my god! You gave Bloodsport like four point five or something. I did. Because Absolutely that brought back outrageous. a load of childhood memories, which this one didn't. If this had brought back any childhood memories, I'd never give a five. But this would have been right four point eight six three two one four seven. Well, I'm going to raise you a point five. Are you? And I'm going to go in at a four point five. Wow. Because. It deserves it. It deserves it. And it's iconic and it it I just think it's staggering yeah. for what it does. And I think it's too much of a Stone Cold classic that has influenced too much for me to give it any less than that. I think it's brilliant. And I thought the performances, um, particularly of Ben and Mr. Cooper, were outstanding. They were. And um yeah. So overall, that's getting an 8.5 VHS tapes. That is our highest score. That is pretty today. good. That's amazing. That that's is. not pretty good. That's amazing. That is for a 1969, effectively... 68. Sorry, 68, effectively B movie we have given our highest score to. Why? Because story matters. Exactly. Entertainment matters. Brilliant. Absolutely loved it. I'll tell you what also matters. Reasons to dump you. There can't be any surely to God. Well, I think I've made them quite clear. Yeah, I know. But There's just the two. Well, that's good for me. Um, one is the fact that you don't accept my argument of why did the body upstairs not come back? Well, of course. But I'm I've kind of wavering on that because maybe they bludgeoned the skull in. Can we reduce it to a 0. 0.5? Okay, that's a 0. 0.5. Excellent. Thanks. But my main reason is for your outrageously ridiculous definition of what a horror film is or isn't. And don't even try and justify it because we're not going to go into it because we'll be here for days. This is a sci-fi B-movie and I stand by it. Oh. A zombie sci-fi B-movie. Brilliant. Brand new. Fantastic genre and I love it. Okay. Well, it's 1.5 reasons to jump dump you. But that, that one reason, that genre reason, is so strong, it could not be strong. Good. But can I just say, the fact you've got 1.5 reasons to dump me fills the gap in. Which makes it a... 10. A tenner. <laughs> nice. No, um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. I, I don't know how on earth I'm going to match that. I don't think you are. And to be honest, I hesitated over over choosing this film. I really hesitated over it because I wow. just thought, well, I just thought if you don't like it, I'm not sure I can handle it. And you're not a horror person. No, don't, I'm not. Let's not get into that definition again. Um, so I really did hesitate over this and I'm glad that uh, yeah. I went for it. No, I'm glad you did. I'm really glad you did. This is a brilliant film and it's taught me a lot and I'll be taking a lot of it forward in the future career. So, yeah. Oh, I like it. It's gone a bit serious. I know. Lovely. I know. Well, thank you so much. Thank you very much. It's been lovely to chat with you. It's been lovely to chat with you. We do, do apologise for our little Amazon moment. But that's all right. That's all right. I'm just glad he didn't uh, either drive through our gate without <laughs> it being open or <laughs> yeah, or rip it off its hinges. Yeah, which he did get out of the van to mm. start to do. But anyway, fantastic. Love the film. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening, everyone. 
Sinead, it's over to you for the ending. You've been listening to Reasons to Dump You. If you like our podcast, then please rate us five stars. You can follow us on Instagram at reasons underscore pod. Never be shy to share it with a friend. 